Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to World Spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions with your host, Reverend Paul John Roach. So hello and welcome to World Spirituality on the Unity Online Radio Network. I'm your host, Paul John Roach, coming to you from Fort Worth in Texas. This is our third week in our series on finding meaning and today's show focuses on finding meaning in our partnerships, uh, whether they be uh, with a spouse, a life partner, a relative, or even a friend, or perhaps ourselves, because we are often in partnership with ourselves and coming to terms with who we are. Um, so the topic is Healthy Partnerships for Enlightened Living. And joining me to talk about this uh, fascinating subject is my wife, Wendy, and who better to look at these, uh, these topics than your own uh, wife, because uh, we often uh, don't see ourselves as clearly as our partners do, um, and I'm sure that cuts both ways, so, so we may get into some interesting territory today. So it's always a joy to welcome Wendy to the show. Welcome. Glad you're with us. Well, thank you for having me and trusting me to be here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. As your and, well, you, partner. <laughs> that's right, and so far so good. Um, so yeah, we've been together for a while now, and, and learned a lot as uh, as we go through. As I, I assume most of us are trying to do, right? We're trying to deepen our relationships. So that's what the the show is about today: how, how to deepen and have more healthy partnerships um, for enlightened living. And there's a play on words on enlightened. You know, enlightened means awake but it also means lighter i think to enlighten ourselves not to take everything so heavily uh but to have some joy in what we're doing so i think that's a, a hallmark of a successful relationship is the is a level of joy i know um i recently looked at a book uh by um desmond tutu and the dalai lama uh, which is all about ways of finding joy in our relationships and in our lives and and some uh, qualities to embody to to have that joy-filled life and of course if you know the Dalai Lama or, the, or Desmond Tutu at all you know that they they seem to exhibit joy and laughter and buoyancy and I think those are wonderful qualities so let's dig into this particular one um, you know when we first get together with someone we often see what we want to see right we're we're not looking at the real person we're sort of projecting onto them what we hope we're going to find, you know, what, what our desires are, what we would like in another person. And uh, we get in that sort of infatuation phase where we're fascinated with them. Again, maybe not because of who they are, but because what we feel they, they could fulfill for us. And uh, if we're not careful, you know, this can lead to 
some kind of enmeshment, you know, that we want to see the person not not for who they are, um, but but for who we want them to be. And uh, often our partners, you know, will fulfill that for us in some way. And then there's sort of a level of, of codependence. Um, and it, it kind of goes south from there if we're not careful. And, you know, sometimes we'll wake up and say, wait a minute, that's not who I am. I don't want to live this relationship anymore. This is not helping me. And, uh, you know, maybe we even end the relationship at that point. Or, or we continue, but it's not a happy relationship because we're not being true to ourselves. We have unhealthy views uh, of the other partner and, and maybe of ourselves. You know, what went wrong? I just don't understand what went wrong. So many, many ways to sort of fail or get it wrong here. Um, and we, want, we don't want to go there today. Um, we want to, you know, turn that around if, if there is a degree of, of that projection and, um, and be healthy. And we were talking about this earlier, Wendy, weren't we? Just preparing for the show. And, and you said, you know, healthy means to be, um, to be real, right? To be brutally honest. Um, because, you know, you have to be. You have to break through that pattern uh, of uh, pretense, in a way, to get to what's really going on. Well, I think one of the things here is, is one of the things here is that that just because, like for instance, you get married or you decide to be friends with somebody, or even if you enter into a a, a contract with somebody, uh, that 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 that's a slice in time. Things keep moving and evolving, and you keep moving and evolving, evolving and 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 learning and living. And um, so so those you have to continue to. Um, uh, be able to m manipulate into the world, or, or uh, you know, put these things and uh, put this information into your life, and be honest about it. Uh, you know, something that pleased me 15 years ago might not please me today, and you uh, you, you first have to be aware of that yourself, and then you have to convey who you are at the present time. Um, at, to to anyone you're having a you choose to have a relationship with, right? I think I think you you mean maneuver rather than manipulate, right? You maneuver Manip ourselves, yes. yeah, yeah, because um, yes. manipulate <laughs> sounds like we're trying to control the situation, and but maneuver is where we can skillfully move around in order to, you know, move in a more healthy direction. Yeah, yeah. I was I was. Uh, uh, faltering over that word, trying to figure out what what word to use to uh, convey what I meant. Yeah, I thought that's what you meant. Um, yeah, but it's not easy to do that, is it? Because we're, uh, you know, there's these famous stories about, uh, you know, people fixing breakfasts for someone, uh, you know, for several decades, you know, thinking that that's what this person loves. And eventually they say, well, you know, I never liked that. Anyway, I didn't like that food. Um and it's like, what? You know, uh, I mean, I know that's a sort of a, a very um, uh, superficial uh, example, but, but it's, it's true on many levels, I think. We do things for the partner thinking that that was what they wanted, but it may not be at all what they like. And, um, you know, that's, it's a sort of shock when you f finally wake up to the fact that, hmm, may maybe this isn't really what's going on here. You know, it's, it's uh, uh, I'd be living this illusion, if you like. Well, it doesn't do anybody, either partner, uh, any good because if you're lying to yourself about what you want and quenching your own um, uh, desires, then uh, uh, all, all you're doing is, is hurting the 
the partnership. Well, I remember when we were first together, you know, I used to give you chocolates and, um, and as we got into our relationship and I was hanging around the house a little more, you know, I'd look at the fridge and there was it, all this got, cho- got, Yeah, you got, you got kitchen privileges. You, you were hanging around the house a little bit. Right, exactly. Kitchen privileges. And, uh, looked in the freezer and there's all this chocolate being stored in there. And, and you said to me, well, you know, I don't really like chocolate. <laughs> so it was good that we found that out in the first few months of our relationship, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you, of course you don't know until you're told sometimes what people's tastes are and whatnot. Like we said, that's just on a physical level. I think this can happen, you know, on emotional, even spiritual levels where, you know, we think we're doing the right thing, but it might not be the right thing at all. Um, and sometimes we're too scared to uh, tell the partner, right, what we really want because we want to please the other person, especially true in the early part of a relationship. You know, you, you, want, you want to put your best face on. You don't want to uh, create uh, waves or whatever. And so you, you don't, you're not necessarily as honest as you need to be. So honesty is tough, though. You know, you use the word brutally honest and... Um, you know, we often say tough love, don't we? You know, sometimes it seems brutal, right? Because otherwise it doesn't wake anybody up. If you're just sort of quietly honest, it doesn't always work. Sometimes there has to be a bit of a shock. Well, yes. And, you know, I think we also talked about, uh, you know, how to communicate that. And, and, and we might we can talk about that later on, um, too, uh, about how to communicate without just having emotional diarrhea and, and uh, on the relationship and, and, and being a whiner or uh, demanding or whatever, but the, I can't say it now, Uh, being really honest with yourself is I think foremost, um, because if you can't if you can't own up to your own self, that that's as deep as you can go into a partnership is 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 how honest you are with your own with your own self, who you how you present yourself, uh, and and what you know about yourself. Uh, so if you want to deepen a relationship, then yeah, you got to look at all the corners, all the all the shadow um, of who you are. Right, I love that. You know, it begins with us, right? It's it's not about being brutally honest with our partner. It's about being brutally honest with ourselves, so so that we can then have skillful means to communicate with our partner. Because unless we know what we want, you know, what's real for us, we can never share that with another, right? Because if we're confused, you know, there's no hope there. You have, you have to come to some understanding. So. This is this is huge, isn't it? It's sort of wake up call to ourselves, you know. Um, and we see this in relationships, you know, where people say, "Well, you know, that's enough. I'm not doing. I'm not going on uh, this way." You know, um, I've woken up to 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 being real for myself, and I can't allow this to continue. And that that's often a very powerful point in a relationship when that happens. Well, I mean, this might be a re- really simple. Uh or surf, uh, surface uh, example, but, um, you know, I sailboat race, and I sailboat race uh, by uh, because I love it. And it's, uh, yes, it's cold sometimes. Yes, it's wet sometimes. Yes, you get bruises sometimes. Uh, but I find it exhilarating, and I love it. And I saw many 
wives come and sailboat race with their husbands because that was where their husbands were, and they didn't like it. And and it it was like you you knew when the, with the the relationships that would last or not because if if you could here's this person doing something on a level that um, they think somebody else wants for whatever reason they're doing it and it's just not so it's not the person and you can you can tell that you can you can see that and and those relationships don't usually go anywhere right you know and, and case in point we, you know we had to negotiate that too because you know I'm not a sailor and um don't particularly want to do it in the way you do it, you know, with with uh, racing and everything. I love being out on the water. In fact, we were out on the water just last week, you know, and, and had a had a lovely time. But um, you know, I I had to negotiate that in with myself. You know, how how can I fit this into my life? Because I want to honor you and what you're doing. I don't want to not show up at the the places where you do it because you know that's sad that you not you don't have a partner who's sharing that. Um, but, you know, we found ways to do it. Uh, maybe it's not completely successful. I think, you know, you'd love it if I was, you know, in, in total alignment with you and, and, you know, wanted to sail like you do. But but I think we've worked on it enough. And I found that I've created relationships, you know, at the at the social venues where sailing takes place that, that are, um, you know, independent of of. of of Wendy, you know, in the sense that they're not just, oh, there's Wendy's husband. No, now it's Paul, and I have a relationship with him, and that's good. So, so I feel like I've integrated myself. Um, well, but you know, I'm, I've a, all... it's... yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say it's an, also an interesting uh, sort of situation that sailboat racing is uh, uh, typically uh, uh, done with by men and. So uh, it, it's something that you, that's another aspect of uh, like out of the box type activity that you've had to deal with um, and, um, and integrate into your thought process of, of what's a woman um, or, or who, who, here's this woman, my wife, that's running around about racing with a bunch of men. Right. <laughs> but, you know, that role reversal, that out of the box, uh, type personality that you've had to deal with a uh, part of my personality that you that that you also um, uh, it's like you don't have any uh, you know when it's out something's out of the box you don't have any uh, 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 prior experience to guide you with right you know and I've always honored the the fact you love doing that so I want you to continue to do it as much as you can you know um, but, you, you know, yeah, it's, it's different because, you know, you, you, for many years you were also a building contractor and designer or whatever. And that, that's a little bit out of the box, too, you know, because you were dealing with building sites and whatnot. And, uh, you know, but, but that's OK with me because I'm, I'm a sort of <laughs> out of the box kind of guy. You know, it doesn't have to fit a certain stereotype. But I think coming back to, you know, specifically to relationships, I think that's a plus when we can move beyond roles because that, that was one of the notes I made to, for today was, right. you know, to get caught in a role um, is, is often, you know, detrimental. Like if the man is always the, the tough masculine silent type and the woman is the little, 
you know, preening lady that's always perfectly put together, you know. Um, you know, there's times for the woman to be scruffy and, and sailboat, the race and do all kinds of stuff, you know, whatever she wants to do. And times for the man to be, you know, sensitive and um, open to the emotional side of things, you know, and that, that's just as much a man and that's just as much a woman, you know, we don't have to um, count out to these stereotypes um, and particular roles. But, you know, again, we don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. You know, I found that I still have, you know, the the the, 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 the desire, I should say, to be the, the caretaker, you know, in situations. You know, I'm the man kind of thing. And and protect the protector, you could say. And, uh, you know, you, you, you know, you like to dress up sometimes and whatnot. So, you know, one doesn't have to preclude the other. I think there's there's a healthy balance in in everything. And, and that, that's to be celebrated when you can um, when you could do that. Well, it, it took me a while to um, I know, like and, and you still sit there and watch me like while I'm trying to open a jar or something. And it's like. Why bang my head up against the wall when I have somebody right here standing, you know, a tool <laughs> or a person in this particular case standing right here that can open it for me? And, it, <laughs> you know, if if we, if again, back to that, just because we formed a partnership um, uh, on the day we got married, for instance, doesn't mean I am who I am, that same person today, and neither are you. And, and if you tried to squelch, um, that that flow of of a person changing and and growing and and choosing other things um, based on on the past, then you know I'm I'm you might not ever give me chocolate and again and I do like chocolate, <laughs> <laughs> not to the extent that I thought you did. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you know, like, like we said. You don't want to go to extremes. I mean, yeah, exactly. Well, it, it's just like, you know, if you, it, it, it's like, yeah, you don't, but you also don't want to base, uh, you know, uh, um, today on a, on a past behavior. I mean, let's say, let's say in the past that the, that, that because of a, of a, a prior marriage that, that, that I screamed at you all the time. Um, and that was the only way I knew how to communicate. And, so, you know, if I learnt a different communication technique and a way of presenting and a way of, of, of speaking up for myself, et cetera, in a more calm voice, then, but all you expected was me to scream all the time, then, I, you know, it, it, you, you have lost, it, um, you know, an opportunity there. And we talked about that in terms of getting into these, you know, roles. Uh, if you're talking about transactional analysis, you know, the parent-child-adult roles, you know, and so often we can um, end up, you know, the one partner becomes the parent and the other is the child. And that, again, not across the board. There's times when, you know, the partner will take the role of parent and other times will take the role of child. And so it can it gets confusing, you know. Um, but but either way, you know, parent-child relationships aren't really very successful if you want a, a healthy, um, you know, a real deep relationship with with another person in, in and, marriage and or partnership. Yeah, don't get that confused with uh, caring for a, another person. Uh, right. And, and I, I think I, I think that a lot of times we get that parent-child. 
relationship that's not healthy confused with actually letting allowing somebody care for you yeah, and that's it's a subtle like, one okay. too yes it's very subtle i, I want to put in since you brought that up i think let's talk about that because you know the the, the danger of having systems or frameworks is that uh, you know then we have to live by the frameworks or the system and life is way too complicated and subtle for that right like you said you know right. occasionally you like chocolate you know so if i was to yeah. read from the fact that you had this you know freezer full of chocolate that she doesn't like chocolate never give her chocolate ever again i would have got it wrong you know i would have bought into that and, and made a system around it, you know, uh, that seemed to satisfy me, but but wasn't the reality. So I think it's true in other cases too. You know, there's times when, yes, we we can um, care for somebody, you know, and, and that doesn't make us a parent and a child. That that means there's there's room for all kinds of activity in in an, in a fully functioning adult here. And um, being adult doesn't mean I'm always sensible. I'm always, um, you know, to be uh, uh, relied upon in, in a certain way, you know, um, um, authoritative, whatever. Um, being a, an adult also means I can be vulnerable um, and, and I can be open to uh, the, the emotional side of things um, and, and all kinds of aspects of being adult, right? So we, we don't want to paint ourselves into the corner here because, again, we're caught up in a, in a role. And as you said, you know, it might have worked in the past, but it doesn't necessarily work today. We've got to keep learning, keep unfolding. And in unity, we talk about this, right? Always being teachable, always learning new, uh, new things, so that so that life is um, truly an unfolding experience. And if our relationships are be, to be successful, then we we have to also uh, acknowledge that, and also acknowledge some humility. You know, I think it's important sometimes to say to your partner, you know, I got it wrong, you know, sorry. Um, you know, I, I can see where you, were, you know, could interpret my behavior uh, in, in that way. And I, and I apologize for that. I think it's okay to say that. It doesn't mean we're giving up ground or we're, you know, being um, less than. I think it's it's freeing, you know, to, to acknowledge that, yeah, maybe I didn't see it clearly at that point. And if well, the person, if, if you trust the person not to walk all over you at that time, you know, that's the important thing. And that and that was what I was about to say. If you think you're giving up ground, then I think I think that's a, probably a big red flag to stop and say, "How am I perceiving this relationship?" Right. Exactly. There isn't any ground. <laughs> there isn't any territory um, in a in a loving, trusting relationship. It is a partnership, a teamwork. Uh, you you um, very early on in our relationship taught me that um, that we're a team. Um, and so if, I think that's a big red flag if you think you're quote unquote giving up ground. Right. Exactly. You know, cause that's your, your ego talking, isn't it? Rather than your, you know, right. if you, if you're giving up ground, for, uh, so to speak, so that you'll get something from the other person and well, listen, I'm giving some, giving a little bit here then that's that that's uh, that's unhealthy but but when you can honestly you know humble yourself you know because you realize 
you know, it's it's more important to be happy than to be right, you know, that then it becomes uh, a moment of possibility. So, you know, uh, uh, that's what we're talking about here. So, yeah, excellent point there. So, so easy for the ego. I want to talk a little bit about ego, actually, um, because... It, it seems like if we stay in our egos, you know, there's nothing wrong with an ego. You need it to maneuver around the world and to help us not drive down the wrong side of the street or whatever. You need a healthy self-esteem um, sense of self. But when, when we're ruled by our ego, you know, by, by our yeah, sense of uh, separation from others, then that's not really helpful, is it? It seems to me that the, when we can move to a higher self, um, which we acknowledge is, you know, connected to everyone, um, then, then it's amazing how you can let go of things, you know, which sort of held you back. And in the second segment, actually, we're going to look at a couple of ways to do this because it's easy to talk about it. We're, the first half of the show, we're talking about these wonderful things. Um, in the second half, we're going to present uh, ways that we can actually do this work um, and, and be effective in, in having... Um, healthier partnerships um so we'll talk about that then um listening is important wendy isn't it uh definitely um you know it listening and sharing both are um important aspects of 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 growing a relationship uh and deepening a relationship expanding it uh i think I think not just listening with when the person is speaking, um, but the whole the the whole um, um, aspect of of the being with the person, um, because I think we convey joy uh, when we're happy, and if we're sad um, or quiet, um, uh, well, we can be quiet and be happy too. But if you're sad. Um, you know that that might be a quiet moment um th- that if you were listening with your ears you wouldn't you wouldn't hear that um if you were listening with your antenna of love then then you would see so i'm uh, just being aware of where of the other person is um um is as important as listening to the words well you know i was i had an interaction this morning with somebody i i, I was in a more in uh, in introspective mood this morning and, I, and sometimes I'm more outgoing and the person asked me is something wrong today you don't seem like your normal self and I, and I said no I'm fine um, I just uh, you know feeling ruminative kind of uh, and it's like I almost felt like I was doing the wrong thing you know because the person expected a certain behavior and uh, at the end of the conversation we were laughing about it and whatnot but I thought you know there's nothing wrong with me being a certain way you know but sometimes um uh, it's perceived, you know, like what's wrong with you. Anyway, we're at the break. Um, I'm with my wife, Wendy. We're talking about healthy partnerships for enlightened living. Uh, let's go to the break. Listen to these messages from Unity, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Join us then. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
We now return to World Spirituality with Reverend Paul John Roach. So hello and welcome back to today's show on World Spirituality. I'm talking with my wife, Wendy, about healthy partnerships for enlightened living. In the first segment, we talked um, in general about various uh, ways of approach and uh, being honest to each other and, no and notably to ourselves first. Uh, the ability to listen, to, to acknowledge that we're always unfolding and what worked yesterday might not work today. We have to be sensitive to each and every moment. And all that sounds great, but in the second uh, segment, we're going to look at actual ways to do this, to, to, to have a, a healthier relationship. And I, I've got three that, that we've sort of thought about beforehand and we wanted to talk about. And uh, we've sort of mentioned it at the end of uh, the first segment, and that is... Um, you know, entering into a place of being an adult. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, when, when you're first in, in relationship with someone, um, you're on your best behavior. You know, you're trying to do the highest and best. And uh, they say familiarity breeds contempt. And sometimes as you get to know somebody, uh, you, you have less respect in the sense that you take them for granted or you know they're always going to be there for you, etc. Well, maybe they're not, you know. Um, maybe you can't just uh, go obliviously into a relationship. You have to, you have to maintain that, um, that early form of, of always being, um, thinking about, you know, I, I, what an honor it is to be with this person and, and to, to, to have that approach. I know in India sometimes um, they worship each other. You know, there's that image of worshiping the, the partner um, as if the person was a god or a goddess. And there's something beautiful about that in the sense that we're seeing something more than just the human person. We're beholding uh, the spirit within that person, the, the, in, the integrity in that person. And I, I kind of like that. You know, I think the times when we've, um, you know, had, a, had a tough times, Wendy, has been when perhaps, you know, I'll own, I'll own it for me, I don't know about you, but you know, I, I've taken you for granted somehow. You know, I'm not seeing you as the integral person that you are. You're part of my, of me, you know, because we're together in a marriage. And uh, that's not always healthy. And, and it's it's uh, it masquerades as intimacy. Oh, you know, we're together, you know, et cetera. But I think that, that that honoring of the other is hugely important. What do you think? Um, well, yes, I, I think that... that monitoring how we feel um, um, is it cre helps create um, a flow in the relationship so that you don't get stuck in, in uh, taking for granted the other person and um, you know it, it this reminds me of, of you are always so loving and sweet to bring me my tea in the morning and to make tea and, and bring me my tea and I I I think I'm grateful for that, and I I um, tell you that, and I make it a point to tell you that because I don't want to take that for granted. It is a lovely uh, moment in my life to receive my tea, <laughs> and you are so so sweet to do it. And I want to make sure that you know that 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 you have given me a gift that I'm appreciative of. Um, where I could just go, yeah, set it down over there. <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah. also a part of me yeah. <laughs> you know i mean it's you know it's another way of like communicating <laughs> so so 
what what and, you know it's very important to to honor the you know the gifts that are given um uh from each other so that you don't start taking the person for granted well it's a little thing isn't it like bringing tea but i think um you know, little things can be important, you know, if we, especially if we find meaning in them, right? There's nothing intrinsically important about the tea, but, but it's a representation, hopefully, of somebody doing a kindness for another, right? And I think yeah. uh, we, try, we try and say hello and, or good morning and good evening uh, all the time too, right? Not just turn over and uh, go to sleep. It's, it's the sense that we're honoring those moments as well. And, you know, you know, people who are quite loving with each other don't get into the habit of doing that sometimes. And I think there's a missed opportunity because it's kind of, it's a cement, it's a glue that can, you know, keep your relationship um, in, in a respectful way when, when you do those little tiny moments of kindness. You know, they say, you know, do something where you say I love you or whatever or bring a present every so often. I, I think that could be good too, as long as it's not rote, you know. But but I think the, everybody could say hello in the morning, you know, it, um, or, or maintain that respect. And I think that's that's hugely important because it's um, it's uplifting, it's ennobling for both parties. I think for both partners. Well, it's acknowledging the autonomy, I think, of the person too. Um, but it's all those little things is what we talked about earlier about. Um, um, uh, providing the cushion um, w within the relationship. So when, when things don't, uh, you get tripped up by other things, you have that cushion to work with of, oh, no, this person loves me and respects me and honors me. And so you don't go there with, what are they doing to me? <laughs> you know? Yeah, Or what right. is this happening? You know, is this happening here? Or how dare they? Or whatever, you know, you you have a cushion there that, that – Remind you that no, this is this is how we're conducting ourselves and conducting our relationship. Well, and we talk about that in unity when we say being pre-prayed, right? You 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 pray up pray, first, yes. um, so that you you know when you reach a, a tough time, you've already done some prayer work. You know, uh, some people don't pray until they got a crisis or whatever, and and then they find it difficult because they haven't got into the habit of praying. Um, or creating a relationship with their own divinity, you know, aligning with that. And so to be pre-prayed is, is to live, um, you know, always in that, in that awareness that there's more going on than just my humanness. You know, they am a divine being here and, and be comfortable with that so that the divine is very close to you then when you, you're in difficulties. And I think it's true in the relationship. If you, if you're beholding the Christ in someone, you know, in a, in a gentle, natural way, um, it, it, it informs the whole relationship, you know, so you don't do things that you uh, would dishonor that, you know, you, you want to keep that, um, that beautiful relationship uh, going. There's other ways we can create cushions, right? You, you, there's a buildup. I can't remember the, the old story about putting the beads in a jar or whatever. Every time you say thank you, you put a bead in the jar, you create a, a store of good, right? So, so that, um, uh, you know, and every time you say something negative, you take a bead out of the jar, whatever. I can't remember exactly how it works, but but it's the same idea. You know, we're creating a storehouse of good, right? So you've got that to re to to rely on in in tough times. And a bit like the uh, you know the story of Joseph, where you know he put all the um, the 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 goods in in barns, so that in the good years, so that when the the famine years came. There were there was plenty of uh, wheat and corn and whatnot, so so that they'd be um, 
they'd be provided for and i think it's the the same image too because it's not all plain sailing and and it's wise to to create this uh this sense of resource or, or a cushion um otherwise otherwise we have no um uh, we we end we end up in road rage or something, you know, because we don't have that backlog of, um, of of goods that we've created. Well, and you know, uh, excuse me, we can we can of course choose to have that that cushion ourselves. Uh, we can we can choose to be expanding people and show up in our relationships as expanding people. That that doesn't mean that um, other people are going to come along. Um, or that, uh, and or it doesn't mean that we made a contract in life to uh, be somebody, you know, to to have to have a relationship with a difficult person that doesn't want to be uh, 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 agree to that expanding uh, personal self um, love. Uh, you know, type of living. Right. And, you know, um, I was thinking about nonviolent communication in that regard, you know, that, that the technique of Marshall Rosenberg's nonviolent communication is a sort of a four-step technique to, to, to help with this, you know, to acknowledge what we're feeling and perceiving in the situation, being uh, very honest about that. Um, and then to, to, you know, make a request that, uh, to look at some behaviors that, um, we we might want in our relationship, not to force the person to change, but to say, you know, in order for our relationship to be healthy, you know, these are some of the things that I would like to see, you know, and I'm willing to embody it myself, and and in a very non-judgmental way, you know, make that that request that uh, if we're going to continue to have harmony, that then you know uh, these things are important, you know, whatever they might be in the in the circumstance. Mm -hmm. And uh, to to be willing to do that ourselves, right? And, and if the person is unwilling, you know, to to go along with that, well, you know, there's 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 uh, there's consequences to that, right? We may we may end the relationship, we, or the relationship may change. It may not be what it was because um, you know we, we're not going to accept um, you know behaviors that aren't uh, conducive, you know, aren't uplifting, right? Um, and uh, this could be a shock sometimes when somebody says, and I've seen it in my own experience, you know, when somebody said, I'm not doing that, I'm not going there anymore. And the, the partner is just is to totally shocked because they didn't realize that anything was so bad. But this person has been putting up with, um, you know, le less than uh, highest behavior for years and then decides, no, I'm not doing that anymore. You know, the, the, something happened where a line was drawn and, and you know, couldn't go further. And it's, it, it's, a, it's a powerful but also a scary time. Well, and it's, a, you know, obviously a growth point for, you know, for a person when they become so self-aware that they, you know, decide they're not the punching bag anymore or right. they're not the you know they're they're not the slave to the you know person or or the parent to the person or whatever and they they can't see past that anymore which is which is sad that that energy was allowed to build up to a point where the only exit is to uh um you know for you know for instance get a divorce but you know sometimes that's that's the only way it is i mean when um when you awaken to um something within yourself when is, is awo awakened to a, a more expanding um, 
way of living, then then it, it, it's up to us. It, it's our own responsibility to honor that. Uh, it's not somebody else's responsibility. It's our responsibility to to honor that. Right. That doesn't mean the other person's going to say, "Oh yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll just change all of a sudden." You know, I mean, you, um, you know, it might not be their their time in life to make a drastic change. Right, it might be impossible actually, and um, and that's okay, right? Uh, um, that's something that needs to be stated is that uh, nothing's permanent on planet Earth. You know, everything changes, and uh, that's true in relationship as well. Um, you know, it, 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 we may make a vow. Person. We may make a vow that says, you know, till death us depart or whatever. Um, but there's various kinds of death, you know. <laughs> when, when a person just can't honor us and respect us anymore, then that relationship has died, you know. And so, um, you know, it doesn't actually mean physical death here. So, uh, you know, there's a certain time. I, I mean, I think we, we've all had friendships, for instance, that have been wonderful, and, and, and yet they came and they went, you know, they lasted for a few years, they fulfilled their purpose. Sometimes we don't even know what happened. It's just, well, what happened to those folks? Uh, but I guess they fulfilled their purpose, and, and, and the people moved on, whatever. It's happened for me many times, and new relationships will come, um, and you don't know how long those are going to last either. I, th I think it's not so important that we have longevity as we have quality in our relationships, right? And um, that we that we are truly uh, present to that relationship when, when it when it happens, and and um, no matter how long it uh, it lasts at any particular time. Right, and you know, the, speaking to that quality, I think that when if versus the longevity. That if it's a quality time and and uh, 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 quality, you present yourself as a quality person, um, a brutally honest person. <laughs> if you <laughs> present yourself as a quality person to the relationship, then if it does, if things do fold and and maneuver and uh, flow a different way than at the than the beginning of the relationship, then. It ends, I think, more peacefully, or or it dissipates uh, more peacefully than it does if you've harbored grudges or you haven't been honest with yourself or your partner. Then you know, therefore, with your partner, um, which um, you know, to me, I'm I'm a big one to um, that we are responsible for for how we show up and. Um, we have to, in order to be a quality person, uh, you have to not forgive, not forgive yourself, forgive yourself for your mistakes, recognize them, and and desire to grow from from them. Yeah, and that's important. Um, to, you know, be willing to unfold, right? Stay teachable. Stay. I'm in that in that learning uh, modality, um, which I think is the hallmark of the spiritual path, let alone relationships, everything that we do. So let's recap, folks. We're we're talking about honesty with ourselves, so we don't allow um, ourselves to be subsumed by another just because we feel we have to for some reason. Um, but to be honest, um, and that doesn't mean honest from our ego. It means honest from the the highest lights within our our being. Um, and, and then to have the courage to to share that um, uh, openly with with our partner, um, 
the second thing we talked about was, you know, honoring, having respect for, again, for ourselves, but also the other person and, um, and building the relationship on, on that respect and not, not to um, take anything for granted. And, and often the little things make a big difference, like bringing tea in the morning, maybe a little thing. But if it's done with integrity, you know, if it's done in manipulative way, like I'm bringing tea, so I expect you to be nice to me. You know, that wouldn't be very good because then the, the motivation is not uh, pure. Um, but if you do it because you love the person, you just want to do something kind for that person, then, then that's a nice transaction. Um, and it creates, like we said earlier, uh, cushion to um, to our lives. So we're, we're prepared, you know, we're, we're ready for when uh, the, the, the tough times come, as they, as they sometimes will. One thing I want to say, because we, I want to move to our fourth point, um, which is uh, what happens when we do get in a pickle. Uh, so we'll, we'll approach that in a second. But what I do want to say is um, when we can let go of our humanness and, and acknowledge our divine nature, then it becomes incredibly powerful to uh, let go of any uh, grudge or uh, hurt that we might feel. It's, it's, it's really hard to do it at the level of the problem, as they say. Um, when, our, when our ego is trying to be the best ego it can be, you know, whatever, that doesn't work uh, because the ego is just the ego. But when our spirit enters in and we see from a higher perspective, then amazing things can happen. So um, I think that's powerful when, when we can do that letting go. Um, we may not like some of the things that are happening in our country politically right now, but if we get into um, hatred around it and, and the frustration and anger, we're just, we're just a part of the problem. Uh, we still have to love the situation. You don't have to love the people and their behavior, but we do love the essence within the person, right? Um, e even if they're the most, uh, <laughs> you know, despicable person, uh, they still presumably have the light of divine within them, and it's our our work to see that. Um, and and so, because that frees us then of having enmity towards the, any particular person. So I think I know this is difficult to do sometimes, but I think it's essential. Those people who forgive the person who has killed a family member, um, you know, is you think how can they do that? How can they? Um, demonstrate that level of forgiveness well part of it is they want to be free they don't want to be held back by the anger and and the hate for that person um, and they want to do themselves a favor so entering into the spiritual realm you know is always effective is always helpful uh, i just want to put that in because i think that's that's important so let's talk about getting in a pickle we've been in a few pickles over the years haven't we wendy um, <laughs> and what tends to happen is <laughs> yeah, that's right. What tends to happen is when when you're going down the wrong path, you know, you, we seem to add to it sometimes, right? Um, yeah. Once we push the button, then it gets easier for you to push back and etc. And it's like a spiral, downward spiral, if you like. So w what to do? What what to do in that regard? And I expect you to come uh, up with all the answers here. <laughs> depend on you to come up with the answer <laughs> you know there's nothing wrong with just stopping this goes back to the ego going protect yourself protect yourself this is you know don't give up ground or whatever. right this is nothing wrong with just calling a halt just saying oops wait let's let's regroup here and because 
I don't know about anybody else out there, but I find it really difficult for me to do any self-evaluation when I'm pissed off. (laughs) It just doesn't happen that way. And if you're pissed off and you just keep on going down that road, you're probably going to open your mouth and put your foot in it. And uh, let's just say that, you know, when you know intimate things and, and, uh, or the buttons of your partner um, or your boss or, or anybody else, then you're without, being on a conscious, aware path of what you're doing intentionally, uh, knowing what you're doing, um, and, and made a decision on how you're going to be showing up as a real person, aware person, brutally honest person, um, then you 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 um, run the you run the chance of running afoul and and um, having to take the the little things out of the jar, the the the, the uh, jewels out of the jar, and it's not as sparkly anymore. Yeah, that's right. But you know, it's so difficult when when we're caught up in it, like you said. You know that uh, we, we that's the last thing we want to do. You know, is give up ground or whatever. Um, and you know, if, if you can, if you can just say, okay, we're going to stop. You know, walk away from it. Um, you, you know, it, it's it's powerful because you know the the less you contribute to it, the better at that at that moment. Um, you know, Meatloaf said, "Let me sleep on it," and he was uh, he was right. I'm I'm a big advocate of sleeping on a problem. Um, you know, in, in other words, take time apart so that you can um, let some um, some other things enter your brain and percolate. Uh, Jesus, of course, said, "Never let you know, go." You know, go to sleep on it without reconciling with your, with your brother or your sister. Um, but that's not always possible, you know. In, in my experience, sometimes you, you have to well, say, "Okay, I've got to." What's that? There's there's many layers to that, though. I mean, you can interpret that what Jesus said in many different, you know, in many different ways. I mean, that brother and sister can be in your own heart, uh, uh, you know, and 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 maybe reconciling. Well, the best way to reconcile was to put it to bed for a little bit and and not and, and not dig deeper and hurt the other person. Right. I mean, maybe that is, you know, maybe that was the first step of the rec- you know rec- uh, reconciling. Yeah, yeah, good. I like that. And this is the beauty of Bible. Think- in- this is the beauty of Bible interpretation, folks. Is that right. there's always more than one way of looking at something. So thank you for adding that bit there, Wendy. You're welcome. You know, I think that there's, you know, on the other hand, there's the danger of ignoring a problem too. Right. Um, and and we're not we're not talking about that. We're not talking about ignoring the problem and and thinking, you know, when you've dissipated the energy because you've stopped and walked away from the situation, uh, dissip- uh, that that it, oof, it's going to go away. It, it, that's that's not that's not what we're talking about here because it it doesn't go away. I mean, uh, we have a, a I have a personality work of sometimes I have to be engaged in what the person is saying before I like really hear and a lot of times I have to I say to Paul uh, you're gonna have to start over or what did you just say or uh wait wait let me let me get this you know get this finished out of my head so that I can pay full attention because I want to hear what you say but I know it's sometimes frustrating for Paul because he's uh, quicker in his communication than I am. His his 
his that's just who who we you know who you are is your right. you're quicker in that communication you can find your words easier you can uh you're more uh, exact at what you want want to say than what you know than what i am and so we we've had to deal with that and it's a problem it's not it's not a problem it's a, it's a it's a issue in between us that we constantly have to work on and uh, be gentle with each other um, over. Well, and it all comes back to the things we're talking about, you know, being honest about it, not denying that there's that issue, but being, you know, to, but honoring it and, and not seeing it as a problem, right? And, and doing little things that can help with that. You know, I can be more attentive, I can be more clear, um, I can wait a little longer, I don't have to rush and have it my times you know the way I, the timeline that i have in mind so you can apply all the things we've talked about to that another thing i want to say because we're out of time is that there's a difference between walking away from something and running away we're not talking about running away from it because you have to face it we're talking about having time out so you're not necessarily contributing to the negative energy any for a while just stop and and take that time apart um that's what we're talking about but you have to go back and uh, and face the music, so to speak. We're out of time. Maybe we could have talked for another couple of hours. I think there's so much to talk about here. Um, but it's been it's been a good show, I believe. I hope it's been helpful for those listening. Let me tell you about next week's show, and then we'll say goodbye to Wendy. And uh, next week, author and Kabbalist Mark Horn joins me to talk about Tarot and the Gates of Light. A Kabbalistic Path to Liberation, Incorporating the Wisdom of Tarot. I've been looking at the book. It's quite fascinating. So I think that'll be a good good show, um, finding meaning in that regard. So join us then next week. But right now, thank you, Wendy. Another great show. We, I always enjoy doing shows with you. And, and thank you for, for your authentic and honest self. It's really, really nice. I enjoy being in a partnership with you. You know, it's a, it's quite a pleasant thing. <laughs> there we go. All right, excellent. All right, thanks for listening, folks. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today.